Yo! Hey everyone, and welcome back to Deep Conversations with your host, Kiriakia Lebriadis, and my special guest today. Girl, go. Oh, I'm Romulek. How have you been? You look good. I mean, I've been great, just a little bit sad. Oh, how come? I didn't get to see the new Marvel movie, Eternals, yet. Man, same. I love Marvel, though. When I first watched Iron Man in theaters with my dad, I, like, fell in love. Ooh, you got to see it in theaters when it was originally released? Fun. I just started watching not too long ago. It's so addicting. Girl, I know. That's actually so funny. Our topic today is literally about Marvel. Ah, no way! Yeah, well, let's get started. So, the MCU fandom is a diverse crowd with a wide variety of opinions and interests, right? Right. But how has Marvel's history affected their fandom and movie productions? I mean, for the past couple of years, they've had their slate of 14 films all starring white men as the leads. Their initial plan was to launch films featuring black, Asian, and white female superheroes in lead roles. What the heck happened? I know there has always been a lack of people of color in the MCU. I don't think it's the result of Marvel Studios being too risk-averse or loyal to the mostly white source material, but rather the unwillingness of executives, filmmakers, and fandom to show an interest in stories about people of color who are not connected to white narratives. I actually watched this, well, I don't want to say an interview, but a panel of Kevin Feige explaining that the studio has planned the next nine movies through 2019. He said, and I quote... You don't have to have made a great film, but we have to believe that you were able to make a great film and wouldn't it be nice if it was for us. To me, it seems as though Feige has the ability to discuss race and sex in the MCU, but has affirmation that he needs watchers to see themselves in the characters. This recommends that he thinks white individuals' accounts and mentalities are widespread, given the abundance of minorities in lead spots. Honestly, Marvel Studios continue to regulate unrepresented groups to hero support roles as its commercial power rises. One day I was scrolling through TikTok Renegade, Renegade. and got somewhat of a spoiler for the new Eternal movie. This guy was ranting on on how the movie wasn't getting promoted and prized due to the fact that there is a high percentage of white men viewers. They basically were able to rate the movie and they rated it so bad because they couldn't relate to it and didn't have anything in common with the characters whether they looked like them or not. Wow, I hate how much power they have over that. We finally get a group of diverse people in the MCU, and this is how it goes. If fans and filmmakers no longer want to deal with Marvel's racial hierarchy, they can always seek out alternative outlets for their superhero fix. Ah, yeah, okay, who's better than Marvel? Not DC. In the perceivability of Marvel across the globe, it is basic that fans keep on pushing for better portrayal for minorities in the MCU. At the same time, fans should not be the only ones taking action. Exactly. The executives at Marvel Studios must learn to listen to the concerns of people of color and act on those concerns in a way that is respectful, even if it contradicts the racial logic of Marvel's past. With every entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, fans of all backgrounds, especially those in positions of privilege, must be willing to accept that even superhero companies have their weaknesses. Thank you for listening. Again, I am your host, Kiriakia Lebriadis. And I'm Amra. And, and you, you just listened to Deep Conversations. Deep Conversations.